Hi, I'm Caleb. I'm a cardist, and I'm interviewing other cardists to see how and why they create, so we can learn how to grow as a community. Welcome to Cardistry Talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cardistry Talk. Uh, this is episode five. Today, I'm joined by Andrew Shea. Um, I said the last name correct, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. Uh, that's what I thought based on how you have the Instagram worded. Oh, yeah. Um, that's what I, that's, yeah. Yeah, so really happy to have you on the show, obviously. Um, if you guys haven't seen his stuff, he makes really awesome uh, cardistry edits on Instagram. Um, a lot of technical uh, loops and edits uh, with his videos, uh, and they look super great. So obviously you haven't always been this editing powerhouse. How did you get uh, started into cardistry, and then how did editing uh, the videos kind of come about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... I, I like most people I started with magic um my older brother was doing magic so I just decided oh that seems cool right he can he he makes he does cool things and people are surprised so I tried out magic um and you know I learned some tricks some basic tricks but with magic I've um like I have a I have a really low patience level so it you know it takes a while to practice and then you have to set up the trick you, you perform it and there's the cool climax. Um, and so for me, it just, I, I kind of lost magic after like a year. So I did, I did magic for like a year and then I kind of lost interest. And then, so I, there was a year of like, I didn't really do any cards, but then uh, I'm not really sure, but I got into cardistry back. I got back into cards somehow and I saw cardistry and I was like, wow, that's, that's really cool. Cause I really like things that you look at it and you see it just it just looks natural like naturally cool um and so I decided you know what I want I want to learn something like that I want to um be like that so I I learned a few moves and it it just it, it went from there um I I actually yeah and I think I, st I started with cardistry first and then I wanted to, cause I was after like a, a, a half a year after I started cardistry, I started uh, photography. So I started taking pictures of, you know, like trees and stuff like that. And then I wanted a way to incorporate both cardistry and photography in the, in one thing. So I started taking um, pictures uh, with cards and just simple pictures of me doing shuffles. And then I started getting into Photoshop and you can see if you go back into my Instagram in my first few pictures with my cards, you can see I did a lot of Photoshopping and I added like cool graphics and stuff like that. And so that's where I really started playing around with cameras and cards because my, my goal was like to, to enhance the cardistry, you know, because, uh, I, some some moves I couldn't really master, you know. So I wanted to made to make a way to make it look really cool. And for me, that was using cameras and Photoshop and stuff like that. And so eventually, like a year or a year and a half um, after I, I've been taking pictures with the cards, I I just I just started into video. I was like, you know what? Maybe I want to try video, you know. So my first few videos were they're they're not the best. You know, I just, I set up the camera and I tried filming the moves and obviously like 
when I was doing the moves, it was very like choppy and, and not smooth, but it, it was a, it was a starting point. And I think I was really, I don't know when I first saw his videos, but my big inspiration is Sean O. Do you know him? Yeah. 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 yeah he's, not personally, yeah. but obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was a big inspiration, just like the way he incorporated music and then like flow and the, the cuts and the beats of the video that really inspired me. And so I was like, I want to do something like that. And so, um, I really, I was like learning so much video stuff. Like, um, I was watching all the tutorials on YouTube, um, with cool effects and what to do. And so eventually I had, I built up this big repertoire of like video effects I could do. And I started incorporating it into my cardistry videos. And in the beginning, I, I mainly just, I put all the effects I could, you know, I was like, this effect, that effect, if anything I learned, I put it into the video, no matter what, even if it looked bad, I just wanted to put, do the effect. Um, and then eventually I, I found out that it's sometimes it's good to keep it simpler. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, now I'm, I'm thinking more like with the theme of the deck and like, if the deck is like very like hip hop or like street style art type deck, I would do like, I would use hip hop music and maybe like cool, cool zoom transitions or like fast beats. And then if it's more of like a laid back type deck, I would use slower music and slower cuts and things like that. And so that's basically how I, um, I got to doing videos of cardistry. Yeah. So that's super cool. Um, I think going back to this, the beginning of what you say, talking about magic and cardistry, I think magic as like, you have to like, there's this build up and then yeah. there's this huge release, whereas cardistry is immediately um, impressive and cool to look at. Um, yeah. Like it's, it's like, you can't really explain it, but it just looks good. Right. It's yeah. There's, there's something about it. I, I think a good example uh, or like an analogy, I think cardistry or magic is more, um, well, there's a lot of really good, um, like modern magic I've seen. Um, but, um, magic just seems, it seems more traditional and it feels more like, I know I, I respect magician. I, I really respect magicians, but, um, one comparison I could think of is, um, uh, magic is like, like the classic cars and, cardistry is like the new sports cars and things like that not saying that cardistry is ultimately better but it's it's different you know it's magic newer, it's flashier yeah cardistry yeah that's much exactly easier to create new stuff um yeah with cardistry so it's a lot easier to get excited so yeah i think that's a good yeah. analogy um i really like that you point out like that uh some of the stuff you've learned as you've gone um so like you said, like over editing early on to where now you kind of have a certain vision that you can use um, what you've learned. But I think what's really important is for people to get started, like you said, to get those building blocks that they can use in the future. Because I'm sure people will probably see like videos that you or Sean O makes and they don't see that there's like, there was a starting point. Yeah. They just see what's new. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, because recently I've been looking back at my old videos and I've been realizing how much I've improved and um, how different my style has gotten. Like um, before, like I said, I was like incorporating all the effects I could and I was not being really being mindful of the theme or the pacing of the video. Um, but now like I'm trying to learn something new each week or each month, like a new effect or a new way to um, film cards or something like that. And I incorporate that into my videos. So I try to, I keep on trying to learn new things with either video editing or shooting cardistry in a different way. Um, and so that's really helping me to keep on improving my videos and leveling it up, le leveling them up each time. And yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gotten here if I, you know, didn't try anything. Um, it just all, it all started with me thinking, oh, video is cool. Maybe I'll try that. Mm -hmm. Just start with something you enjoy. That's yeah really important. When you go about uh, like starting to make these videos, how do you kind of get into that that creative frame of mind uh, for both editing and then performing as well? Yeah, so it really revolves. There are two things it revolves around. Um, for my cardistry videos, I really think about the deck and the style and theme of the deck. For example, with peelers, the organic playing cards, it was really, with this one, it was like, you know, it was gold. Um, but also I was inspired by Cam's trailer with like being in the forest. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was, uh, at that point, when I saw the trailer, um, I hadn't, I was just in the middle of making the idea um for the video and so i decided if i go i could go in my backyard and there are some nice green trees and leaves and bushes there so i could film there um and that's what i did and so the whole that whole style revolved around or the video revolved around like adventurous and and nature and thing and that um realm and so i also kept the colors in that same tone so everything was like yellow or green and in that general area. And so um, that's how the theme came in. And so what I also do is I use music. Music really um, shapes my videos. It, it, it uh, defines really like the pacing of the video, whether it's fast or slow. Um, and so um, I, there, it goes two ways. I, I decide the music based on the moves I'm performing in the video, but I also decide the moves based on the music. So they go hand in hand. Um, because what I like to do is I like, for example, in moments like, let's say Sybil, um, and you go boom, and, and there's that moment where you go out. I would like to have like some beat in the music or something exciting in the music happen when that part happens. And so that really shapes um, my creative process. And so when I'm like thinking of ideas or um, yeah, thinking of ideas um, when shooting videos, I most likely pick the music very, pick the music in the beginning and I just listen to that same song over and over again. Um, and so I get in the mood and I think of what move would look good for the deck. Um, and then uh, with the editing process, um, what I basically try to do is, you know, en enhance the cardistry and make it 
uh, look as good as it can with the music. Uh, so what I, yeah, yeah. So what I do is I, like I said before, I make the beats happen on actions of cardistry. Um, and so like, let's say I, if I toss the deck in the air, right. And at the apex, so the deck goes up and then it goes down at the apex. Usually I have a beat and then when it lands back in my hand, there's another beat. And so music is a really big factor in how I make videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so kind of matching and molding everything, yeah. um, the cards, the music, and the moves into kind of one cohesive thing where it all kind of meshes. Yeah, um, I just wanted to, like when you're watching it, I don't want you to feel like you're watching um, me performing cardistry. I just want you to feel like you're there and just feel like everything is naturally the way it's supposed to be. Like it just feels smooth and right. That's my goal. That's very cool. Um, so on Instagram, I posted some, uh, I posted that you were going to be on the show, uh, asking some people for some questions. Um, we kind of got up going over how you kind of edit videos a little bit, but, uh, one of the other questions that was pretty common is, uh, is do you have any, uh, basic tips, any, uh, ideas about how to make, uh, other people's videos a little bit better that might be overlooked? Mm -hmm. Um, one big thing I would say, actually I'll say two, um, is one is lighting. Um, that's really important um, because if the video, you can, even if you don't like, like let's say my grandparents or something, um, they don't, you know, they're not uh, videographers or photographers or anything like that, but they can probably tell when a video doesn't look the best. Like if it's like, not shot in a really nice lighting environment. So what I would recommend is um, the best um, way to light your videos, I would think, is like next to a giant window, right? So I, and here in, the, in my room, I have two windows. I have one right here and one right here. And so that really helps with this. Um, so, you know, it's not that dark. And so I get good lighting on my face. And when I film my videos, I try to do the same thing. I try to get the best lighting as possible so my video looks the cleanest and the sharpest. Um, but I also, you know, you can play around with the lighting. Um, for example, with this deck, um, it's, it's a pretty bright light theme. So I, you know, oh, I shot it outside on a bright day. So mm -hmm. the overall feel was lighthearted and bright. Decks were like more of a darker theme. You could, like maybe close all your windows and then have just one light. So it, it, it's very like dramatic. And so playing around with lighting really helps. And there's plenty of tutorials on YouTube um, with like lighting theory and things like that. And another tip I would say, I, I just started thinking of this recently is it's, it's just smoothness of your, how you perform your moves because um, ultimately the card, a cardistry video revolves around the cardistry, right? The actions that happen. And so if the moves aren't smooth, um, you can, it's hard to, um, uh, fix it in video. I've tried before, like for my past videos, what I would do is I like, I learn a move and two days later I try filming the move and person, I don't think that's enough time to master a move enough to perform it in a video. And so what I've been doing recently is 
I've been, I've been uh, learning a lot of moves, but also taking time to really practice them and make sure they're smooth before I put them in my videos so that um, it ain't going to be when my moves are performed well. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I don't know if this is going to pop up uh, when the video goes up, but there's like a little bit of um, like Wi-Fi mumbo jumbo where you're distorted a okay. little bit just now. But um, I'm sure the point got across that you were talking about. Um, yeah, I, I should be jotting these down because like I haven't really worked on making my own videos yet and I'm definitely not uh, mm -hmm. very photography knowledge. <laughs> um, so another question we had from the Instagram post uh, was uh, someone was wanting to know, uh, Troy, let me look at it. What was it? It was uh, Troy, call me Troy7, wanted to know what your top five decks were, your top five favorites. Oh, uh, yeah. That's really changing all the time um, for me. But at the moment, I think I, I've got the decks here. At the moment, I've got, uh, these are all pretty like modern looking decks. So at the top, I would say right now for me, it's the Orbit V7s. I really like the color. Right now, I'm really into like bluish red, purple, pink cards, that mm -hmm. sort of cool kind of cards and so that right now is my top top one and then I think for my second I would have to say it's between these two um, Luke Wadey's new cards and the Cardistry Touch these two I really like with the Cardistry Touch I really like the uh, the the blue back or the face design mm -hmm. it's, it's just it's so like satisfying for me to look at it just feels so smooth and then with luke wadey's deck i really like the color scheme and like the the sim the simpleness but also the complexness like it's simple in like it's it's easy to like you can look at it and you don't have to think about it too much you just know it looks good but also there's a lot of different little details that i really like and third Oh, this is tough. I think third, I would have to do um, uh, uh, the yeah. um, the uh, new flatline cards. I really like it. Just again, it's like simple, and I and I, I really like the red. Red is like <laughs> my favorite color too. It changes kind of, um, but right now I'm really into the red and warmer tones, and so I really like that. And speaking of red, my fourth deck, I think, would probably have to be the the Superfly Spitfire Reds. Um, there's something about it. I just, it's so, like, like it's, it's very modern and, like, artistic. Um, I really like a lot of Gemini's decks. Um, yeah, it's really, like... I don't know. It's, it's like, like it's like Luke Wadey's deck. It's very it's simple, but it's complex, and I really like that. Has a very good style to it. And then my last deck, I uh, at the moment is I think these by Riffle Shuffle, the pink version of the Jerry's Nugget. I don't know. I just I really like the the color. Um, it's it's just it's like a very pastel and um, lighthearted theme. So I really like those. 
yeah, so those are my top five decks at the moment. They'll probably change like next month or something. Yeah, there's always constantly cards coming out. There's so many um, yeah. great decks coming out. Uh, I, I can, like you said, I can really tell the pink and the purples and the, yeah. the red and blue is kind of like the 80s aesthetic almost. Kind yeah. of doing what you're picking. Um, just to point out too, the flatliners and then what's, what was the purple deck? Uh, Luke Wadey's Mono Hexa. Yeah, those two yeah. have Kickstarters going on right now. So if you guys are interested in those decks, yeah. uh, you can check them out there. Uh, their campaigns are currently going. Um, so yeah, those are some great picks. I love Orbit for sure. Um, unfortunately, I've gotten into Karshki too late, so I can't like get any of the older ones without yeah. breaking the bank. But my uh, my Orbit collection it starts from the V5s, the blue ones, or the the light blue ones, and then I have the V6s and the V7s now, and the V7P. So I've um, I still have like I I still don't have the first second third and fourth right because you know i got into card issue like two years ago mm -hmm. um um so i wasn't into i wasn't really I, I was just new to it and even two years ago i don't think um uh the first edition was still pretty rare um and so yeah that that is i'm usually not too worried about like finishing collections and things like that um but with the orbits, there's something about it. I just, it's, it's, it's like, it's like an empty part of me that I want to finish it, but I can't. Yeah. So maybe one day. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not like big on collecting, but like for me, at least or, organic and orbit are like the two that I want to eventually have. Yeah. All the decks. Cause those are the two brands I relate to best. Um, so talking about orbit to the Portland 2019 um, car street con, there's they had the deck that was kind of inspired by Orbit. Um, I think I'm remembering this right. Maybe not. Um, but you you went to the Car Street Con in Portland, right? Oh yes, yeah. That you was to, uh, that was amazing. Yeah. Was that the first time you met any other cardists, or how did you meet people? Yeah, that was the first time I went to a Cardistry Con, and met any cardists because, well, I live I live in like a pretty small city, um, and. Um, I don't, I haven't met any other than my brother who, um, who was into magic for a little bit. I ha I hadn't really met anyone that was into cards and that like understood what it feels like to like shuffling cards and things like that. And so when I went to Cardish Con, it was, it was bizarre because like everyone was shuffling, everyone was talking about cards <laughs> and everyone was picking up cards from the ground and it was a normal thing to do. Um, and so it's really cool to be able to talk to people and um, see what it's like at Cardishicon, yeah. Mm -hmm. And like um, watch, like reacting to videos and things like that with everyone else. Um, it was really fun because like when I'm, when I'm at home and I watch Cardishu videos on YouTube, you know, I react to it. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. But, but I'm, I'm the only one in my house who thinks like that. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone else is like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but it's it's really nice having everyone like around you at, scream at the same time when the really cool move comes up or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like for Cardistry too, you kind of almost need to have like a knowledge of what's already been done mm -hmm. because to like a layman, everything's going to look new. The same. Yeah, it yeah. all looks the same. So if they see like this big new move 
they're like, oh, it's the same as everything else. Where as we know, like as Cardis, one yeah. how difficult it is, yeah. and one that it's never been done before. So yeah. it's a totally different watching experience. Watching with people who know uh, what's going on. Yeah. So. Uh, what was it like uh, meeting? Uh, I saw on Instagram you have a story highlight meeting. Some of your, I'm assuming, some of your uh, inspirations, like yeah, you know, that was that was that was like I can't put it into words. It's like, um, it's yeah, it really like it made me think. Like before, I was like. I was like, oh, those guys, they're like, I couldn't really put it into perspective um, because they're just so big and things and, and they're doing really good stuff. And I was just a, a, a little kid um, trying to do his best. And so when I met them, it was like, it was like I, it's, it's like it felt like, because um, the Kardashian community, you know, it's kind of, it's relatively small. Um, so it, it, it made me realize that, you know, they're not that, um, I mean, they've achieved really great things, but they're not that far ahead. Like I can do that same thing too. So it made me realize like I can do that too. I, if I put the effort in, if I work hard, um, and I practice and I keep on doing cardistry, I can achieve great things as well. So mm -hmm. yeah. they kind of like, some of the, the greats, you kind of get like this like unobtainable almost viewpoint as it yeah. looking at them. But then you meet them in person, you're like, they're just regular guys, just like yeah. anybody else. They're just normal and people. They just put in the work or, or have like that creative mindset. Yeah. People so. like, I feel like a lot of times um, people don't realize how much work goes behind um, success. Like you only see comes you don't see all the hard work behind it and so it's hard to appreciate it sometimes so when i got to meet them i really realized how much work they put in to get there mm -hmm. it's really um crazy the amount of time you can put into certain moves to get them down smoothly and like some of these guys have been doing it for like years like you were, yeah you were probably like a little kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so, uh, being, uh, a little bit of the younger age too, uh, how do your peers kind of react to, uh, what you do with cardistry? Yeah. So, um, well, my, my friends at school, um, they, they, they just think of it. Um, hmm, how do I say this? They're like, it's like, uh, uh, it's like they, it's not they um, don't think much of it, but they're more, they're used to me um, doing car stuff. Um, but I feel like um, since we're close and we're friends um, like that, they don't think of it too much as um, I am a cardist and they know me as a cardist. They more know me as Andrew, as a friend from school who I met. I don't know, in math class or whatever, um, who happens to just shuffle cards. So they, it's, it's like, it's like you meet a new friend and then he tells you like, Oh yeah, I, I'm really good at these video games. Like you don't remember him. You don't really remember him as the video game guy. You just remember him.
by his name and who he is. Um, and so I think that's the way my friends see me. They don't, they're more comfortable with the idea that I just shuffle cards, I guess. Um, and so they, yeah, since most, I guess all of them aren't in the cardistry community, um, they don't, um, their perspective is different with my photos and videos rather than thinking it, thinking of it as like something like if they were in the cardistry community, you would most likely see me as, um, the guy who makes cool photos and videos with the cards. Um, uh, but they think of me most likely as the guy who has a hobby of photography and videography and cards is one thing that he films and shoots. So that's, that's probably how my friends think of me. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's kind of weird, like trying to describe how someone else would look at yeah. you. It's, it's kind of cool though, like seeing, um, how it kind of normalizes cardistry with, you know, mm -hmm. friends and other people looking at it, um, yeah. that it's become more of like a hobby and, um, for yeah. others to view. Um, so another hobby that I, I've seen you, uh, post about and talk about a little bit on Instagram is running. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm interested in, um, kind of how you got into that, what you like about it. Um, I, I have a small history in, in running. I did the 400 and track. So I'm interested mm -hmm. to see, uh, to hear about, uh, what you enjoy about it and uh, yeah. things have been going. Everyone asked me why I like running. Um, well, so I start, the funny thing is um, th running it or how I started running is one of the um, most interesting stories or a lot of my stories, like with how I started cardistry or how I started photography, they're, I would say they're pretty uninteresting because I don't, there's not one moment where I realized I'm going to do cards or I'm going to take pictures I just thought, oh, it was cool, and it just happened. But with running, um, how it happened was um, I was um, at my school um, in the beginning of the year. There's a big um, event that happens. Um, it's where you, like, there's all the clubs that happen at the school. They're, they had, like, tables and set up, and so you can look at all the clubs and see what clubs there are and see if you want to join them and things like that. And so um, on that day, I was with friends, and I saw the – cross-country running club and I was like oh that's interesting and that at at that time my brother um he he I think he was like a year into running I um, mean he was on the cross-country team and so when I got home I had a bunch of flyers and I was like oh look at this cool running club and then my brother he just he just said oh no you're, you'll never run you can't do that and then so I, I just I took that and I was like you know what I'm going to prove him wrong. And so I, I just, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to join the club. I'll, I'll make sure my brother knows that I can, I can run too. I can do it too. And so when they started running, you know, I never like before that club, I never really had a problem with running. Like, like a lot of people, you know, they, they're like, Oh, I hate running. It's so mm -hmm. bad. It's, I don't like it, but I, I didn't, I never, I mean, I didn't really like it. I just didn't have a problem with it. So if like my coach or like if I was on a team or something and my coach was like, oh, you guys did something bad, run a lot, like, okay, whatever. And so when I joined running, the running club, it was like, it was very relaxing to me. It was like just a freeing way. It's like cardistry. It was like a way for me to relax and just enjoy it. Um, and so as I ran more, I, I really 
there's something about running and like completing runs that it feels satisfying. You're like, Oh yes, I ran like five miles that day or I ran, I ran that day, you know? And so it's, I really enjoy that. And some parts of running it's tough and I feel like I don't want to do it anymore, but that doesn't last too long. And otherwise it's, it's very relaxing and enjoyable for me. And one thing I really like about running. So I really like with running. I really like, um, I'm best at long distance, like endurance running. So like my, my, I race like the mile mile race and anything longer than that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think I'm really skilled at like, um, uh, this is ironic, but I feel like I'm really skilled at, you know, just running for a long amount of time. Um, which is funny because, you know, with most of the things with most, with most other things, I'm really like impatient, um, like waiting for packages in the mail or something like that. I, I just can't wait. But yeah. with running, there's something about it. I can just, uh, I can go a really long time. Um, as long as like I have water or something like that. Um, but yeah, with, it's just very like freeing. Um, and if I'm stressed and I go out for a run, I forget about everything. Um, and once I come back, you know, I realize I have a test tomorrow or whatever, <laughs> but when I'm running, I don't think about that. So it's, it's really nice. Yeah. I think a lot of people will hear like running is relaxation, re mm -hmm. relaxing, and they don't really understand. Mm -hmm. But like once your body gets used to it and like, yeah, it's almost like this like state of mind where you're just free and like, yeah. you're just looking forward and you're just going forward. Like there's nothing else. Yeah. Or like, maybe but, you're listening to music and enjoying it. Yeah. But like it's, it becomes more of a mind thing than a physical enjoyment, at least for me when I was. Doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like with other, with most other things, um, you just have to start, you know? Um, and even in the beginning, um, when you're, you know, when you want to start running or something, it's tough. Um, but once you get, yeah, you're once, like you said, once your body get used to it, um, it's really relaxing and you can run just consistently and it just, it, it really like, like, I, I like to say running is like 90% mind, right? Cause, um, when you're running, like you like, sometimes you feel like you can't go any longer or like you're super tired, like, oh my goodness, my can't leg, my, my legs can't move any longer. But there's always that one part um, in the back of your brain that if you like, it's like, it's like a next level, like you unleash the bonus level and then you get, you get to run more. It's like that. Yeah. It's like you get the star in Mario and you're just, yeah. So yeah. like run, runner's high basically. Have you like experienced that? Yeah. I've, I, I feel like I've gotten that sometimes like um, uh, one day, like I have a really good run. And then I'm just like, I'm pumped and I'm excited for the next day. And so I like run um, a lot or not a lot, but like really consistently. Mm -hmm. And then other times I just, I don't feel like running at all. And that happens, you know, it, it's, it's part of it. Um, but I just, um, no matter what, I don't let myself stop because I know if I stop for too long, then I'm just going to completely lose it and I'm not going to be able to get back up or at least it's going to be really hard to get back up to running. And so, yeah, I, when I get like runner's high, I really like to embrace it and enjoy it. 
um, when it lasts and when I'm in a rut, um, I just try to just do the minimum of what I can do and then try to get back up to my normal consistency. Mm -hmm. Just, just in general, being to do something like that you don't necessarily want to do in the moment to reap mm -hmm. the rewards in the long run is a very important, uh, yeah. I guess, skill. Um, look at us. We're getting into like life topics now. Um, <laughs> It is, is very important. Um, yeah. So do you, you said you primarily run distance. Um, do you do the 5k? Uh, do you do cross yeah. country track or just? So yeah, um, in cross country, I usually run, well in cross country, yeah, cross country I think um, is my best area. Um, with track and the mile, I feel like the mile and like two mile are like the longest track distances. I haven't ran the two mile yet. I'm excited to try, but with the mile, it's it's a little different to me because you're there's there's you know it's it's relatively long for track, and so there's still an endurance part of it, but there's also like speed and sprinting, and so I'm I'm trying to get better at that. But I think my best um, races are in like 5k to 10k um, because I, I can last a long time. Um, because like, like I'm, I'm not good at sprinting. Maybe if I try, I can, but like, it takes me a while to get started. Like I don't have a good sprint start, mm -hmm. you know? So like I can, I can't beat someone in a hundred yard dash because I can't get off the line fast enough, but I can outrun someone in six miles, um, and last longer than them. So that's probably one of my skills. Mm -hmm. With the mile and two mile on track too, you just round around in circles it's it's just, yeah it's boring um <laughs> more so than like running in nature mm -hmm. on yeah. a road or something yeah speaking of that um last week or this past week um i ran with um a few members of the team at mammoth um in california to get altitude and um mm -hmm. hills um so it's it's a good way to get a good running base um for your fitness and but the trails are really they're really tough because the hills were some hills were really steep and long but um you could really enjoy the view of the trails it was really nice mm -hmm. yeah sometimes i forget like i run the same route around my neighborhood and i don't realize like how much running could be better if you went to a nice scenery and ran because it just running just flies by when you're running in a nice place like it, time time flies and you forget how long you've run and all of a sudden you've run like eight miles or something yeah so have you found that like um obviously like photography and, and video editing photo editing has um inspired you and cardistry but have you found like running or anything out outside of that kind of realm has has an impact on what you do with cards mm -hmm. yeah so um i would say one big thing was music um like i've said before i i used to play i used to play the guitar and i took lessons but um i feel like i wasn't as i wasn't too into it um i really like listening to music um, and I liked the idea that I could, you know, play a song on the guitar, 
but I just didn't have the willpower to practice that much. Um, and so I kind of stopped, but um, I'm really interested in music because it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's something that you don't have to really understand it to, to enjoy it. You know, like you, you hear something and it just, you know, you, you tap your foot to the rhythm or something like that. And you, you don't really, you can't explain it, but you really enjoy it. And so I'm really um, like amazed by music and musicians and the different things they do. And so recently I've been like really like trying to um, um, learn how to like make music or something like that. Cause that's really interesting to me, but that's been put to the back of the list for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think music is an inspiration for uh, everybody probably, um, especially yeah. in getting into the state of mind to where you can kind of create. Um, I like to try to like stay up late and then listen to like the weirdest music I can find. <laughs> and then that usually seems to work um, to help mm-hmm. make moves. But um, so I think we fit all the main topics that I want to talk about except for one. So this is kind of just going to jump back to cardistry a little bit. Um, but you've had the opportunity to work with a lot of different brands and um, uh, show off a lot of different cards. Is there any dream collaboration that you would want to have with anybody in Pacific that you haven't uh, cards related or not? Yeah, that, yeah, it's, I, everything just came like all at once. It was really bizarre. So uh, if it's, um, if it's okay, I'm gonna, uh, I'll start where, um, where I started with working with companies. And so my very first experience with, I would like working with the company, like the very, very beginning, I, I don't know if I would even consider it um, as working with the company, but it's when I won, I think it was last year in the summer, I won Free Orbit Friday, you know, with the Orbit Deck contest, with the picture I had, um, I like did a cool flourish and I took a picture and then um, with the Orbit V7s, the green ones, and I like Photoshop myself like floating around and like, it was all spacey themed. And so I won with that picture and um, you know, I won a free deck and that like, it, it made me realize again, like with Cardistry Con, it made me realize like I can, I can get to that level too if I work hard enough. And so in March, um, in March was my first time I experienced someone reaching out to me. Um, and that was Luke, Luke Wadey, um, from Luke Wadey design, his company. Um, and he wanted to work with me and that was my first ever time any company or anyone asked me to work with me. And I, I was like, wow, like I'm, I'm that I'm my videos and my pictures are that good enough to where people want their decks to be in my videos. And I've seen Luke's car. I was at that point I've seen his cards Luke's cards before and I was like wow those are pretty nice um and so he worked with me and then um I don't know if that was like like a big moment but I mean that I think of that as a big moment but I don't know how other people see it but then after that all of a sudden like people started reaching out to me and they're like wow I really like your videos um can I work with you and so I would say one of my, one of my, like, I've, like, I've, 
I've, I'm um, one of my dream collaborations um, would definitely be Orbit um, uh, because I really like the style of the deck and the way the company um, works. Uh, I really um, appreciate it. And I mean, the closest I've ever gotten was with that one video I made with the Orbit V7s. Um, it was like the ad type video, that one Free Orbit Friday. Um, and I got a bunch of decks from that. I won a bunch of decks. That was, that was crazy. Um, but that just goes to show like how, how like kind and like thoughtful Chris is um, in Orbit. Like he's not just about making cards. He wants something that people can enjoy and connect over with his decks. And so I really appreciate that. Um, and otherwise, I mean, I've, I've always looked up to Gemini decks cards and I've gotten to work with them too. So that's, that's amazing. And I, I just, there are like so many, um, like there's so many people out there that are doing amazing things. And I, it's just amazing community to be a part of. So, yeah. Yeah. I think when you're talking about uh, like how it all kind of, it happened at once. Yeah. Um, I think you might want to view it as you, you, it's been a long process. Like you've been mm -hmm. making videos and learning and growing for so yeah. long. A lot of people, when they first start out, they're like, ah, just give me new decks. Like, like yeah. they immediately like want that. Um, but it's something you kind of have to grow. Mm -hmm. So um, congrats on that. I think you've been making really great content. Um, I actually like, I thought I was following you because your stuff pops up so much. Oh yeah. And I didn't realize that I wasn't following you. I was, like, <laughs> when, when we, before when I was talking to you to do this, I was like, oh crap. So I hit that. Yeah. But like your stuff like flows out. It's like the search feed and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's very cool. Um, before we go to a rapid round of questions, which is what we usually do at the end of the show, um, is there anything that you want to elaborate on that we talked about or anything you want to discuss just in general? Um, I, huh. I want to say, um, that with, um, how I, like the point how, or how I've gotten to this point, it's really crazy. Like I never, I never would have imagined that I would have gotten to work with all these companies. And it's like in the beginning when I started, um, I started out just cause I wanted to, I, I thought photo and video and cards was cool. And and even even now, I, I really keep that with me. Um, I don't want to um, turn this hobby into something that I have to do. I want to keep it as a hobby and keep it something that I can really enjoy. Um, and so I, I recommend, like, if anyone's like, oh, how do I get more followers or how do I get more views? Like, sometimes I catch myself like, oh, I wish I had more followers or I wish I some more people saw this. But and make sure to remind myself the reason I started Instagram and the reason I started photo was just so I can share um, my art and the way I like to enhance cardistry. And so I want to keep it that way. And 
um, like re- recently I've had a lot of time, you know, <laughs> to, to make yeah. a lot of content and, um, edit a lot of videos. Um, and so whenever school becomes normal again, I will have to manage my time again, but it'll be that one thing I can go back to that I'll always enjoy and where I can just free my mind of all stress unless my computer crashes when I'm editing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Orbit said in a decade around one of their interviews, like forcing yourself to do something, anything creative is like the number one way to kill it. Yeah. So, yeah. I think just focusing on enjoying the art and making what you want to do is very important. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, so for uh, those of you who haven't watched the show before, we usually end with a rapid round of questions. Um, which are random in nature and can be carcerated or not. Um, so the goal is to answer these kind of as quick as you can. Um, so I'm going to set the timer for, I'm going to say, eight minutes. And then we'll try to get to as many questions as possible. Does that sound good? Okay. All right. So let me open up. I have this Spin the Wheel app, which doesn't really okay. show up, I've noticed. <laughs> yeah these are truly random questions um do you have a favorite restaurant um yes my favorite restaurant it's called gyukaku it's a japanese barbecue restaurant and they have really good um meats mm-hmm. uh favorite unoriginal move that you haven't made uh favorite unoriginal move that always changes with me but at the moment it's aura it's a really cool um pharaoh and then it's like a really cool display it's like it's like um um cascade but it's mm-hmm. like it goes this way that's my favorite oh, yeah, I got, I know what you're talking about. yeah that's cool uh favorite movie favorite movie um shoot um it's it's always changing but my favorite that will always stay a favorite is home alone one and two great movies um, this is a, a popular one on the show for some reason. Uh, toilet paper over or under? Oh, un- I mean over, definitely. Okay, yeah, that's been the general consensus. Cons- yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think anybody's said under yet. Um, yeah. So next question. Uh, this is a two-parter. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? And then would you use it for good or evil? Oh, okay. So I'll definitely, um, definitely use it for good. I just, I, there's something my friends always say I'm super nice and super kind, but for me, I see it like, I just can't be mean. It's hard for me to be mean. Mm -hmm. Um, so my superpower, I, that it'd be really cool. Um, telekinesis to move things with my mind. That'd be really cool. Then I could do cardistry without hands. <laughs> yep, that'd be yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah. Or you could just put on like a green a green suit and just get into. Oh yeah. And then you can uh, take it. Um, favorite move that is um, that you've made and can you show it? Mm. Um. Well, um. Actually, I don't. I just recently started trying to make my own mm-hmm. moves. And so at the moment, this is my favorite here. Let's see. I can't perform it super well, but I'll try my best. It goes boom. Oh, 
<laughs> and then it's like oh yeah that's nice boom oh, and then uh i don't know if this is the best closer but that's what i've got and so i really like the flare with the single cards so at the moment that's my favorite and technically my only original move mm-hmm. i've gotten a few other cool like opener ideas but that's what i've got for now that the, the the opening part was very nice um, so yeah. if you smooth that out, I think it would be uh, very uh, impactful. Uh, Android or iPhone? Um, iPhone. That's all I've done for now. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite band slash music? Um, favorite band slash music. Um, right now, my favorite artist is Christian French. Um, I really like his songs. So if you don't know him, check it out. <laughs> Uh, favorite type of food, like in general, like Italian, Mexican, Japanese, whatever. Everything's always changing for me, but right now my favorite is Japanese food. But any or Japanese food, any Japanese food is always my favorite. But right now it's fried rice. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I just really like fried rice. Um. So we we took a part uh, a point in the podcast or video earlier to talk about some of your favorite decks. Is there a mm-hmm. deck that you just despise or dislike i don't there are some decks well i think a lot of cardistry is opinion based um so there's there there's definitely going to be some decks that i don't um i don't enjoy or like i don't the or like the the style of the deck design doesn't fit me um but i guess there's not really one specific deck that I can point out that I've seen recently that I don't like, um, especially because if I don't like it, then I probably won't remember it. But most decks um, that are like too busy, I think, um, is something that it doesn't fit for me. So sorry, sorry about that, guys at home, but we we're having some Wi-Fi issues, I think. I'm not sure. Um, so I think we'll just... Uh, kind of end it here since hopefully we won't have to deal with that anymore. Um, so thank you, uh, Andrew, for being on. Um, is there anything that you would like to promote or uh, say to the audience uh, to end it off? Um, well, if you like my videos, then maybe check out some of my stuff. Um, but I think uh, just remember that if you're if you want to get started in making videos or doing things like that, all you have to do is just start and keep on learning a bunch of stuff and you'll, you'll keep on improving your skills just like I am. All right. Thanks, Andrew, for being on. I'll have links to all his stuff in the description. Um, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, uh, bye, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Card Street Talk. If you enjoyed it, consider following the podcast. You can also find me on YouTube and Instagram.